Hi, I'm Dane Shiner. And I'm J.V. Hampton Van Sant. And welcome to Wannabe Film Buffs. Where we watch all the movies that we somehow managed to miss until now. All right, welcome back, everybody. Welcome back indeed, y'all. Hello again. I'm yeah. still here. <laughs> we had her for the full trilogy. Yes. They just kind of kidnapped me. I'm fine. <laughs> I mean, of course we did. Um, <laughs> so this is the last in the trilogy for Lord of the Rings. This is uh, Return of the King. I yes, don't know why indeed. I can't say that word in a regular voice. Return of the King. Return of the King. Yes, Return of the King, released in 2003, uh, directed by Peter Jackson, written by Peter Jackson, Philippa Boynes, and Fran Walsh. Uh, it is number seven on IMDb's Top 250, the real reason why we're here. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my god, the um, real reason. Bitch, I'd be here anyway, shit. <laughs> Let's see. It won mm. eleven fucking Oscars. Jesus Christ! Winning every nomination that it was nominated for, and tied deserved. for most Oscar wins of any film, tied with Titanic and Ben Hur. Let's see. It what... just occurred to me that I didn't see Titanic on this list. <laughs> Is Titanic not on this list? Hold on. <laughs> Wait a minute. Like I. When I was looking, I don't think I saw it. It's probably here. But given that it that this tied with that and this one is number I don't eight, see it. or number seven, like uh, that's hang on, let me let that's me see. I don't wild. see it. <laughs> that is it was a seven point eight, no it's not. <laughs> oh my god, that's my wild. God. <laughs> Like, just why? Like, that. I mean, I understand that that actually does make kind of sense to me. I didn't like that movie, but it's fine. I just like that song, and I will continue to like that song. That song is dope. <laughs> what song is it? D- Dane. Dane. Yeah. <laughs> you did you want not. You wanted to get my tin whistle out? Did you really just asked me what song i liked from titanic i said that song was dope oh i thought you said i thought you said what song was that that was what i heard (laughs) to which i was like i might have to quit this podcast i don't know excuse me it's called wannabe film buffs not the already film buffs Not even a film question. That's a gay question. That is a Celine Dion question. We I... already know that I am the worst gay in existence because, bitch, I refuse to be a stereotype. <laughs> but listen, <laughs> I don't go up for a lot of Celine Dion, but what I do go up for is this song and like two others. Oh, wait, no. Three others. This one all by myself. Um, <laughs> um, um, it's all coming back to me now. Oh my god, and, that is Celine Dion, right? And um, oh god, that last one from Deadpool uh, too. That's the way it is. There we go. <laughs> oh my god, I forgot. 
Some All right, so let, let us continue with, with yeah, shall we? <laughs> yeah, it won everything. Uh, it won best picture, best director, best adapted screenplay, best film editing, best set design. Fucking finally, anyway, um, best costume design, best makeup, best score, best original song, best sound mixing, and best visual effects. It was for taking down that elephant. Ain't no best actors in there or nothing. Whatever. No, yeah. Just, just the one nom for uh, Sir Ian and Fellowship. Oh, yeah. Well, he is the only one that got one. Oh. Hmm. All right. I mean, I just... Mm. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry. I just kept... I kept going down the list mainly to finally get to the end. Akira's at the end, as is Aladdin, and I just, like, I don't know why that's funny to me, (laughs) that those two are right next to each other. (laughs) It's like a horrific combo. fun (laughs) with a huge whiplash of emotions there. I mean, we we already got a bit of whiplash earlier. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Honestly, yeah. yeah. Like... (laughs) Yeah. Going from oh god, not going from Twelve Angry Men to um to Schindler's List, but going from Schindler's List to fucking anything is yeah, emotion- a yeah. trip. To or from <laughs> that. Oh, yes. Yeah, it oh was, god, yeah. I literally <laughs> I I had to struggle to not write when I was posting the episode. This is the episode that drove me to drink, which is what I wanted to say, but I didn't because I felt like that would have been rude. So I didn't put that there. But, you know, I feel like this deserved all the things that it won. Yes. Yes. I don't think, I mean, spoiler alert for the ending i think that this deserved it um it also could easily be one of those things especially like tying it back to the last one um where like sure it didn't like necessarily win a whole lot in the last one maybe that's because they were like listen we know there's a third one. Yeah. We all are aware there's a third one. And we, yeah. are, we know that we can just one. put a cap on this whole thing <laughs> yeah. by giving it everything. Yeah. Yeah. Which they clearly then did. So I'm like, ah, eh, retrospectively, I'm not that mad that it didn't win anything of the last two. Because all the things that it, like, won for, it, it like, it it's not the same set, but, like, it's a similar type of set. So, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. It, it feels like... Yeah, we're seeing a lot of things in this one that we have seen before. So, like, it sort of just means in my mind that, like, now we're giving it for the whole series, obviously. Right. And, yeah. Like, this is the only fantasy film to ever win Best Picture. So. That is buck wild. But, I mean, I I also kind of understand it. Yeah. yeah, I was like, it's Buckwild that that's true, but also it's really understandable. Like, who, yes. like, who, what was going to win Best Picture before this? Willow? Like, um. <laughs> I don't know why that's Jesus. funny to me. <laughs> that should have been as funny to me as it was. I'm sorry. <laughs> but it was very funny to me. Well, I guess because all of the ones that I would be thinking of aren't even necessarily fantasy it's that they are all historical fiction which is not helpful yeah. here like that's not right. these would not 
in any stretch, shape, or form the same thing, but I don't know. I see people in old-timey dress, and it just all blends together in my brain. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, are we ready to uh, dive in to the synopsis? I am yes. apologize that I'm se- if I am sounding weirdly stilted on this i realized that i had an earring in and it's just fucking with like the upper part of my headphone and i just i need to remove it anyway (laughs) like i i was trying to do that but also like not just have total silence from me during that section anyway it's that's yeah all right so i can kick us off if we are ready yeah um all right <clears throat> in the opening scene, a flashback to Hobbits, Smeagol, uh, played by Andy Serkis, as we all know already, um, and his friend Deagle, Thomas Robbins. We're going to, uh, you know what? If you would like to know who played who, you can look at the IMDb cast list. It would just be easier. <laughs> there are too many people for me to go through all that. Anyway, they are fishing uh, the river Anduin near the Glodden Fields in the north of Middle-earth. Deagle is dragged into the river by a powerful catch, the most powerful fish in the world, apparently, (laughs) um, (laughs) and discovers the one ring glinting in the riverbed. He collects it and climbs out of the water. Smeagol sees him fondling it, fondling it's a weird choice for whatever. Fine, anyway. Just I'm, I'm sorry. And... As they both succumb to the ring's power, they begin to quarrel. Smeagol demands the ring, saying that it's his birthday and it should be his present. (laughs) The squabble turns into a fight. Smeagol strangles his friend with his bare hands and pries the ring away from Deagle's clenched fist. Which is the most metal sentence that I've ever read for any of these. Anyway, um, Smeagol is ostracized from his community and driven away. Suffering terribly from loneliness and shame, Smeagol takes uh, solace in his love for the ring, which slowly tortures his mind. He takes solitary refuge in the caves beneath the mountains, where, under the influence of the ring, he lives to a very great age, I would say just he he becomes very old. I don't know that I'd call it a great age. He's not doing great, y'all. Um, <laughs> anyway, he dwindles into a hunched, furtive, slinking creature um, known by the unpleasant noise he makes in his throat. Rollum. I didn't do that right. Thank you. Well done. <laughs> that was really good. <laughs> that was incredible. Also, Deagle is Gollum's cousin. Just saying. That was his cousin. Okay, I was... They rhyme, they're related. <laughs> I figured they were related, but I also was like, it could have just been a very odd naming choice. And they could... I don't know. Like, I... Mainly because I was, I, I'd watched the previous two, and because of Frodo and Sam was just primed for gay. And <laughs> I just assumed, like, either they are related or. <laughs> or. Oh, I don't know. They seem very close on this fishing trip. I don't know. Anyway, right. that's fine. 
Um, but also, truly, that is the most powerful fish I have ever seen. I was very surprised. <laughs> Strong, powerful fish. I mean, y'all ever go catfish fishing? No. Why would catfish no? nobody, actually? Oh my god, <laughs> Dane. <laughs> I'm but, done well, with you. <laughs> I truly would never have gone catfishing specifically, um, like or fishing for catfish specifically. <laughs> Um, because one, they freak me out because they have, they, they, they look like they have facial hair and I cannot deal with it. Anyway, oh. it's fine. Um, Dane, you're up. Oh God, I have a short paragraph. <laughs> in the present, on the outskirts of Mordor, Frodo and Sam are resting in an alcove. I read that as in and above. And... Oh dear. Yeah. <laughs> Just every ability I have is leaving me in this quarantine. Mm. Sam awakes and sees that his master has not slept. <laughs> Thank you for that, Dane. I appreciate you leaving that. Is that what they're calling it now? The person who wrote the synopsis knows what's up. But Sam, I but also... Sam may be the top, but... <laughs> but Frodo... <laughs> You know what? When we get to the ending, I had a moment where I said something in my brain and I I died laughing. And I will say it when we get to that part because it's very funny. But anyway. All right. The days are growing darker the closer they get to Minas Morgul and Mordor. Gollum arrives and urges them to move on. Away in the west, Aragorn, Legolas, Gimli, Gandalf, Theoden, and Eomer ride through the forest of Fangorn to Isengard, where they meet Merry and Pippin feasting among the wreckage. They find Treebeard at the Tower of Orthanc in the center of Isengard, where Saruman has been trapped. Gandalf opposes Gimli's call to kill Saruman, saying that the wizard has no power anymore and will possess no further threat. Saruman shows himself to them. <laughs> <laughs> Of course he does. Anyway. Um... <laughs> um, Gandalf shatters Saruman's staff, robbing him of his power. Grima, who is still with him, stabs him with a knife. Legolas shoots Grima with an arrow, but Saruman falls to his death, landing on the spikes of a large water wheel. As they are talking, Pippin sees Saruman's palantir amongst the float sam and is entranced by it, but Gandalf quickly takes it from him and hides it under his cloak. So this is the extended edition. This is the extended edition, but we'll we'll get to it. Well, I was gonna say it. The okay, this is why. This is the part where I was like, see, everything from Saruman shows himself to him, to he lands on the spikes of a large water wheel. I didn't see, which means that has to have been in the extended. Yeah. Like, yes. I fully don't, like, I do not remember that bit, but I do remember him picking up the thing and being like, God damn it, Pippin. <laughs> that, that's the moment that I remember, but I don't know. Hmm. All I right, just... it is my turn again. I'm scrolling down again. Um, <clears throat> the group rides to Edoras, where King Theoden has prepared a large banquet to Hail the victorious dead of the battle, sorry, of the battle of the Hornburg. <clears throat> there, 
Eowyn shows affection for Aragorn, which Theoden notices. He tells her he is happy for her, Aragorn being an honorable man, and the architect of the victory at Helm's Deep. Gandalf expresses to Aragorn his concerns over the quest. Aragorn tells him to trust in what his heart tells him, that Frodo is still alive. So, you know that... You know when I said that I had something to say about Aragorn and Eowyn last episode, and I wanted mm-hmm. to Return of the King? Mm-hmm. So, Theoden <laughs> <clears throat> has known Aragorn all of his life, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. So, safe to say he's fully aware of Arwen. Mm-hmm. Well, um, I forget when Aragorn actually met Arwen because when Aragorn turned 20 that's when he was told of his heritage and then went to go chill with the rest of the Dunedain and be their chieftain and then he went to Rohan and Gondor as uh, uh, Thorongil Mm -hmm. and Mm. then he came back to Rivendell and I think that's when he met Arwen for the first time oh here we have just being like (laughs) I'm so happy for you. Like, ah. Oh, shady bitch. How dare you? (laughs) Shady motherfucker. Like, I just. Like, it it seemed. Like, it seemed partially because, again, we all are aware that Arwen exists. Like, we all know that because we are the audience and smart. So, that whole bit, I'm just looking at him like. That was weird. He didn't need to do all that. Um, <laughs> but then also, can I just say, I would love to see just a movie about Aragorn's backstory, just fully that. Like, just that whole thing. Him growing up and just all of that. That would be a fun movie. But fine. It's okay. Well, well, here, here, fine, but, mm-hmm. here's the thing. <laughs> like there's there's like a fan film called Born of Hope and it mostly focuses on like Aragorn's parents Arathorn and uh, Gilrain mm. but also there's like Tana Aragorn in the background like after his dad even killed so oh well hmm of course you would have watched the fan film of course you did of I have not watched actually watched fan- it Oh. I have not actually watched that one because I can't bring myself to watch oh, it, thought, okay? I thought you were going to say because I can't find it. I really was hoping that was going to be the reason. Nah. I'm glad that it's like you can't bring yourself to do it. That makes sense. We should get back to this. Um, yes. So, yes. Uh, it's my turn, right? Yes. All right. Uh, Gollum awakes in the night as Frodo and Sam are sleeping and goes off to one side to murmur to himself. His evil half senses some doubt in Smeagol and insists that if he can murder once, like he murdered Deagle for the ring, he can do it again. Which, like, Gollum's murdered a bunch of people, right? This is confusing. I mean... Like, he, he survived in the caves by killing and eating goblins oh but goblins don't count goblins don't count <laughs> that's a thing that's I a don't thing. know <laughs> anyway. I guess I don't know that was that was 
weird and felt vaguely racist. Anyway, um, yeah. <laughs> we'll leave it alone. So Gollum <laughs> begins leading Smeagol through their plan to deliver the hobbits into the clutches of Shelob and Kirithongol, after which the ring can be reclaimed. Sam hears the conversation and beats Gollum for his treachery. Frodo intervenes, saying that, as their guide, Gollum is necessary for their quest. Sam glowers at Gollum, flashes him an evil eye, while Frodo's back is turned. This is one of my favorite moments, because Gollum <laughs> has this 100% damsel in distress moment, where mm-hmm. he hides behind the dead tree, has uh. his hand up next to his face, takes a deep breath and screams. <laughs> yep. This is why Andy Serkis is a goddamn amazing genius. I love yeah. Andy Serkis. Also, leave it to Frodo to just continue to follow the crackhead, but also now start to just believe that the crackhead is telling the truth, which I'm like, this is where you fall you, this is where you stop doing that. Like, I mean, well, first of all, you never start doing that. Crack does weird things to your brain, and I'm just gonna keep referring to the ring as crack. It's fine. Well, here's the thing: Frodo now has crack. So his brain. Yeah, Frodo cheating on well, Sam but... for crack because he's hooked on it now. Oh my god. It's really <laughs> Also, this whole time, this whole sequence, <laughs> this whole sequence, Sam is just being gaslit the whole fucking yes, time. Yes, he is. And I oh have such a, like, I have a moral issue with that, but also I'm like, I mean, it makes sense plot-wise, it, but it is Gollum. real fucking aggravating it's to Gollum, watch. It's Gollum, yeah. I know, yeah. it's just, oh. it hurts me to watch. <laughs> God damn it. Anyway, oh, uh, where am I? Okay. That same night back in Edoras, Pippin's curiosity gets the better of him. Uh, leaving a sleeping Gandalf of the Palantir, he looks into it. Pippin sees a vision of a white tree in a stone courtyard set ablaze, but in doing so, he is caught by Sauron and submitted to mental torture and questioning. Aragorn tries to rescue him, briefly exposing himself to Sauron. Hmm choices there boy that was a bad decision pippin (laughs) pippin recovers from his ordeal and it is discovered that he did not tell sauron anything of the ring's whereabouts from pippin's vision of the white tree gandalf deduces that sauron is now moving to attack the great gondorian city of minas tirith and he rides off to send warning taking pippin with him lest his urge to look into the palantir left now in aragorn's keeping return again Mm. <laughs> uh, Pippin causing oh, trouble oh, all the time. Now Pippin's on crack, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> They're just all. They're just all on crack. Well, this more or less felt like to me. Ah, shit. Pippin watched porn for the first time. <laughs> he, saw, <laughs> he saw just a magazine lying around. Gandalf hid the magazine. And now he wants to see the magazine again. So he goes and steals it. And then it becomes a problem and he gets a computer virus and it's a whole issue. (laughs) (laughs) That metaphor is very fun for me. (laughs) Oh, shit. Okay. Um, 
Oh, bringing it back. Christ. All right. Leaving Rivendell on her way to the Undying Lands, Arwen has a vision of Eldarion. Eldarion? Right? Eldarion. Yeah, Eldarion. Um, the son she will have with Aragorn. She realized that her father lied to her when he said she and Aragorn had no future together. She returns to Rivendell and convinces Elrond that having forsaken the life of the Eldar, she cannot leave Aragorn now. She tells her father that, as foretold, the time to reforge Narsil has come. Narsil, the sword of Elendil, is the birthright of the true heir of Isildur, the man who used the sword to cut the one ring from Sauron's hand. I don't know why there's a lot of words in there I fucking struggled on, but all right. Oh, dear. Uh, Gandalf and Pippin arrive at Minas Tirith, city of kings, that was built out of the Rock of Mindolwin, where Pippin recognizes the white tree as they go to find the steward, Denethor. Jesus Christ. I'm sorry. I just had a full, (laughs) like, okay. We have to talk about Denethor after. A lot. We will get there. Remind me when we get to the end of this that I have opinions about John Noble. Not Denethor, John Noble. Okay. (laughs) Mm -hmm. They approach him as he mourns over Boromir, his son. Pippin swears loyalty to him in recompense for Boromir's sacrifice. Denethor seems to be caught up with his grief and has not taken measures to fortify the city against the threat of Sauron. Meanwhile, Frodo, Sam, and Gollum arrive at Minas Morgul. Wary of the enemy, they locate the winding stair leading to the path of uh, Sirathongol that lies hidden in the cliffs surrounding the accursed city. Just at that moment, the doors of the city open, and the Witch King of Anglar, leader of the Nazgul, dispatches his immense orc army from his lair, heralding the start of the war. The outpouring of the army is witnessed by Gandalf and Pippin as a flash of lightning shoots up at the opening of the doors. At the urging of Gandalf, Pippin lights the first of the beacons, the beacon signal signals to Edras, alerting Theoden, oh, alerting Theoden, Aragorn, and the rest of the Rohirrim to muster at Dunharrow and thence to Minas Tirith. As they leave Edras, Aragorn notices that Eowyn saddles up with them, and that that's a word, and that she is what is that? Gert? What does that even mean? I don't. That mm, has to be a girl. typo. Sounds like girl, a and she is girl with sword. Is what I also read, but I'm like, <laughs> yeah. that's not. That's not better. Um, she is, is that with a sword. We'll go with it. But she insists th- that oh. she rides only. Yeah, but she insists that she rides only to see them off, and that the men have found their captain in Aragorn. Give me one quick second, because I, I, I'm gonna look this up. Um, I just want to look up the definition. It's that past bu- gird. Yeah. yeah. Which does make sense. So she had it girded as in strapped to her with a belt. Got it. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So that wasn't a typo, everybody. It just is a weird word that I truly don't think anybody has used in the last 600 years. <laughs> Here we are. Um, alrighty. <clears throat> the Morgul army crosses Anduin and uh, at 
Osgiliath in makeshift boats and engages the Gondorian contingent led by Boromir's brother Faramir um, in battle. The orcs prove too strong and drive the Gondorians out of Osgiliath. Faramir and his few surviving men retreat to Minas Tirith, pursued by the Nazgul. Gandalf, riding out to meet the retreating men, wards them off, saving Faramir. Upon his rival, Faramir, who met Frodo, Sam, and Gollum at Ithilien just before they headed for the mountain pass into Mordor, <clears throat> tells Gandalf of the dangerous route Gollum is taking Frodo and Sam on, convincing Gandalf of, Do of Gollum's treachery. The hobbits, led by Gollum, are struggling to climb the extremely steep stairs. Gollum reaches out and empathizes with Frodo, saying that he understands his pain. Gollum also poisons Frodo against Sam by saying that Sam will try and take the ring from Frodo. I'll give you crack if you get rid of the fat one, precious. <laughs> it was like, he's fat and he is going to steal your money. I don't know. Like, I don't know. I can't. The crack metaphor sort of falls apart right there a little bit. He'll ask you for it. The crack. <laughs> Listen, he going to take your supply. And it's going to be a problem. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, <laughs> just this, I really just live for that metaphor. It's very funny to me. Oh, man. Mm -hmm. All right. In the Captured Asgiliath, the Witch King orders his captain to send forth all legions and annihilate the population of Minas Tirith, saying that he himself will break the wizard Gandalf. Denethor, ill-pleased by Faramir's failed defense of Osgiliath, manipulates him into taking a doomed ride to reclaim the city. Gollum continues to play the hobbits against each other, this time by blaming Sam for eating their food provisions. Frodo, in his uh, crack-addled state, is <laughs> <laughs> and orders him back home, which... Uh, I'll get to that after. Uh, back home with Sam, trying to be helpful, offers to carry the ring, thereby fulfilling Gollum's cunning prediction. Faramir uh -huh. rides headlong into the arrows of the encamped orcs as Pippin sings for Denethor, who unconcernedly eats his noon meal. Lunch. Faramir attacks... <laughs> Faramir's attack. Lunches, afternoon tea. And... Faramir Sick. is dragged back by his horse in a death-like coma. Mm. Oh, Faramir. Oh, my boy. Oh, we'll get uh. to that. At the weapon-taking Dunharo, a hooded figure slowly rides on a white horse along the winding road to the encampment in the hills. The figure reveals himself to Aragorn as Elrond. He presents Aragorn with his birthright, the newly reforged sword Narsil, now named Anduril, <laughs> Flame of the West. Flame of Fuck yeah! The best sword. He urges, <laughs> he urges Aragorn to use the sword to recall the dead men of Dunharo and use their allegiance to the heir of Isildur to stop the attack of the Corsair ships, which are already sailing from the south. Aragorn accepts his counsel and rides off to that, that very night into the Dimholt, along with Legolas and Gimli. As he is preparing to go, a tearful Eowyn comes to Aragorn and begs him not to go, declaring her love for him, but Aragorn 
knowing now that Arwen has refused the promise of Valinor, likewise refuses Eowyn's love. The next morning, Theoden rides off to war with 6,000 riders, unaware that Eowyn and Mary, who were both told to remain behind by the king, are part of his army. Yes. <laughs> That's how you deal with heartbreak, everybody. Ride off to battle. <laughs> I mean, you know what? Dress in drag and ride off to battle. Yes. Some bitches. Fully dress and drag and, dry- and go off to battle. <laughs> Looking like you're carrying a child because, well, Mary. Yeah. <laughs> anyway. Be a child-bearing more- drag king. <laughs> I'm just this is the image the image is very I I I can't it's great the Morgul forces composed Jesus okay starting that over the Morgul forces composed mostly of orcs begin the siege of Minas Tirith by catapulting the heads of captured prisoners over the walls again extra and highly metal Denethor sees his son Faramir and believes him to be dead. He also beholds the might of the forces marshaled against him and at this loses his hope and his mind, ordering the Gondorians to abandon their positions. Gandalf, however, steps in, knocks him the fuck over the head and assumes control of the defense, which honestly... The most baller fucking thing that I've seen from Gandalf in all three of these movies. I don't know why, but it just was very good. Um, <clears throat> a skirmish between uh, Gondorian trebuchets and Mordor's catapults ensues until the Witch King and the other ringwraiths on their fell beasts attack, destroying the trebuchets. And sowing terror among the defenders. Away in Kirathungal, Gollum betrays Frodo to the giant spider creature Shelob, but Sam returns to fight her off. Sam believes Frodo is dead, but when orcs from the tower of Kirathungal come and investigate, Sam overhears that Frodo has only been paralyzed by Shelob's stinger. The best days of Machina scene. Like, just the way that happened was so. From that one orc, those lines were very heavy handed. It's the only part of the script where I was like, subtlety. Subtlety. This is how I died. <laughs> this one ain't dead. Shouts so everybody can hear. I like, I just. <laughs> Well, it's not like they're expecting other hobbits. <laughs> I know. It just felt so like, weird because also <laughs> because also knowing that she could be around. <laughs> that's why <laughs> shouting didn't make sense. Honestly, straight up, like they could have been eaten by her if they're shouting that loud in that tiny place where she lives. I, I mean, don't. That was a whatever. bad plan. <laughs> that, was just, that was just a bad plan. I don't. I, you know what? What I would blame is simply the fact that orcs are a little stupid. Not necessarily that the writing was bad. Just that orcs are stupid. Just just like a little stupid. That's true. Yeah, yeah. that's it. I think. <laughs> hmm. 
in minas tirith denethor stricken mad with grief at having spent both his sons prepares a funeral pyre for himself and the unconscious faramir denethor is unaware that faramir is not dead and the pyre will burn him alive Gandalf and Pippin arrive in the hollows and manage to save Faramir, but Denethorin is thrown onto the pyre, and as he burns to death, he turns and sees his son stirring awake from his injuries and exhaustion. Down in the city, the battle goes ill with the Gondorians as the huge bat as the huge battering ram Grand Always always need battering rams. Jesus. <laughs> True. <laughs> As the huge battering ram Grand shatters the gates of the city and trolls pour in. As the defenders retreat to the upper levels of the city, the orcs crawl through the streets of the lower levels, looting, burning, and massacring the men of Gondor. But suddenly, in the midst of the chaos, a lone horn penetrates the air and all turn to the west and see the army of Rohan arriving at last to the rising of the sun. The Rohirrim charge into the orcs with great effect, However, their joy is cut short by the arrival of the forces of Harad and the immense elephants, the Mumakil. The Witch King descends on <laughs> Theoden. I don't know why that's a funny name, <laughs> but I love it anyway. <laughs> it's good. The, the Witch King descends on Theoden, killing Snowmane, his horse, and fatally wounding the king. Seemingly in the nick of time, the Corsair ship arrived to help the stranded orcs, but it is Aragorn who jumps off the lead ship, followed by an army of the dead. They completely destroy the orcs and Mumakil, while Eowyn and Mary kill the Witch King. Theoden dies of his wounds, and Aragorn holds the dead the dead army's oaths fulfilled, releasing them from their curse so they can so they may rest in peace. <sighs> I wanna talk about the dead army. <laughs> okay, I have a, a weird little thing here. Um Um it I the the killing of the horse specifically bothered me and i i feel like there was a rule at some point where like specifically killing the horse that someone is riding was like seen as very poor combat things like a very poor combat thing hmm. but i don't i don't know where i heard that i just know it's that a, i've heard that before isn't the code of chivalry oh was that it cuz that's permitted so. to mounted combat Oh, yeah, that, that helped, and I appreciate that because I just like every time I see that scene, it just sort of bothers me because I'm like, "That was low. How dare you!" Fuck. It's the Witch King of Agmar. Like he's gonna follow chival- chivalrous rules. He, uh, he yeah, he too much of a boss ass bitch for that. Truth. Also, I'm a little annoyed with this plot summary that they just gave. And Eowyn and Mary kill the Witch King. Like, that's not a huge fucking deal. <laughs> and also the baddest bitch thing that I have ever seen <laughs> from specifically those two. Oh, yeah. It oh, we'll talk about so that. Oh, cool. Oh, God, I love them. Anyway, like, specifically in that moment, I loved them. They annoyed me a lot of times. But that <laughs> moment, they were very, very good. Um, I am no man. Stab. Yes, bitch. I literally said yes, bitch, and like screamed at <laughs> screamed at my television. Like, you go, bitch. Yes, bitch. You go. Like, I I lost my fucking mind. Um. <laughs> Alrighty. Um. <clears throat> Sam rescues Frodo from uh Kurathongle, which 
mostly, which is mostly empty following a fight between um, the two factions of the Towers Orc Garrison over Frodo's valuable mithril shirt. They begin the long trek across Mordor to Mount Doom. Gandalf realizes that 10,000 orcs stand in stand between Kirathongal and Mount Doom, which will prevent Frodo from reaching his destination. Aragorn proposes they lead the remaining soldiers to the Black Gate to draw the orcs away from Frodo's path, as well as distract the Eye of Sauron. Sam carries Frodo up to Mount Doom, but Gollum arrives and attacks them, being the biggest fucking annoyance, but also kind of important <laughs> plot-wise. Anyway, just as the battle of the more of the Moranen begins at the crack of doom. <laughs> I'm sorry. That is a that's one hell of a name, y'all. One hell of a name. Speaking of crack. At <laughs> speaking of crack. At the crack at the crack den of doom. Um <laughs> Oh, God. At the crack den of doom, Frodo, (laughs) uh, instead of dropping the ring into the fire, succumbs to its power and puts it on, disappearing from sight. This act alerts Sauron, who sends the ring wraiths racing towards Mount Doom. I do not recall seeing them after that moment. Do we see them after that moment? The ring wraiths? For like a hot second when... With the shockwave. Well... With the um, with the shockwave, the fell beasts are killed with like some friggin' lava rocks and stuff. The oh yeah, mm-hmm. there we like, go. Like when the rings destroyed, they're basically dead too. So whatever. Yeah, that like I just recalled seeing him send them and thinking they're really fast. They're gonna get there very quickly. This fight is happening a little too long for them to not have gotten. <laughs> Well, no, it was just the like of the eagles, right? Yeah, yes. And we literally yeah. see one or two ring wraiths fall off the fell beasts. Yeah, yeah, we do. <laughs> God, that's good. Um, anyway, Gollum renders Sam unconscious, a thing he's probably wanted to do this whole goddamn movie. Um, mm. then attacks Frodo, seizing his ring finger and biting it off again. There are lots of very metal things that happen <laughs> during this, like, during this whole movie, but specifically that is gross, but fine. Um, <laughs> as Gollum rejoices at finally having reclaimed his precious, Frodo, still under the sway of the ring's attract- um, attraction, charges at Gollum. After a brief struggle, they both fall over the edge of the precipice. Gollum falls into the fire with the ring, but Frodo barely hangs on, with his strength beginning to fail him. Sam rescues Frodo as the ring finally sinks into the lava and is destroyed. Sauron's eye screams. I don't know why that's funny to me that the eye screams. I'm like, it is only an eye, but okay, sure. Um... Ice cream for ice cream. Sauron's <laughs> eye screams for ice cream. Thank you, Dane. Um, that, that's the title right there um, for this whole thing. 
Um, as his essence fades before the Tower of Barador collapses and then explodes, forever banishing his power. The orcs, ringwraiths, and the remaining forces of Sauron are consumed in the ensuing shockwave as the earth collapses under their feet. <laughs> I don't know why that I don't know why that's making me laugh. That's like not actually a like it's not that that, that even the way that that was written was funny, but for some reason, just the earth like disappearing from under them is just a funny concept. I don't know. Anyway, um the Black Gate and Mordor are sh- both shaken apart. <clears throat> Frodo and Sam then become stranded when the entire top of Mount Doom is blown off in a large eruption. They voice their regrets at not being able to see the Shire again amidst the torrents of lava and the destruction of Barador. Um, with the destruction of the Nazgul, Gandalf is able to call upon the eagles to carry the hobbits to safety. They awake in Minas Tirith, reuniting... Um, with the other members of the Fellowship, all of them but Boromir, having survived the War of the Ring. In Minas Tirith, Aragorn is crowned King of the West, heralding the new age of peace, and marries Arwen. Here is when everyone kneels down in homage to the little (laughs) hobbit. The that, that's the moment that made me cry. I oh, do not know why. Specifically every watching everybody time. bow. I was like, no. my friends, you bow to no one. And that's <gasps> when I'm on the floor. <laughs> I was like, I'm dead. I was like, lone tear rolls down my when, face. When the music like changes from the track is called The Return of the King on the CD, when it, it, when it mm. changes from, you know, like the, hey, it's the king back into, like, the Shire music, I'm just like, I'm dead. Oh, Kill me now. <laughs> God, it was beautiful. Uh, uh. I'm having an emotion. Go ahead, Dane. <laughs> oh, I also, I do also cry during the whole uh, Fellowship curtain call, when they're all reunited. Oh, and yeah. The Fellowship of the Ring. Oh, my God. I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, my sweet babies, they lived. Uh, all right. Uh, the hobbits return to the Shire, where Sam marries Rosie Cotton. Frodo, having finished writing his entry in the red, my laughter is simply at the fact that, like, <laughs> I I added in there Rosie Cotton, the uh, the side hoe is what I said there, but that's not. They have the shoehorn some straightness in here, okay. I mean, what really yeah, happened was... was the trauma of Frodo be- and made him emotionally unavailable, and then they broke up. Oh I was God, going don't. to say, I fully, well, I fully thought when, when that, that basically the breakup happened when he told Sam to go home. Yes, it <laughs> and kind then of did. And then Sam was smart and was like, you know what? I don't trust your dumbass, so I'm not gonna do that again. <laughs> I will not be your sad bitch again. Hell no. <laughs> like that's fine. Um, it's all right. Frodo. Anyway, <laughs> having finished writing his entry in the Red Book of Westmarch, is still suffering from the effects of the wounds he received from the ring wraiths at Weather <laughs> Weathertop, and from Shelob. 
realizing that he will never have peace in Middle-earth, he decides to go with Gandalf, Bilbo, Elrond, and Galadriel to the Grey Havens and sail to Valinor, the Undying Lands, also known as the time where I also cried for like a third or fourth time. Yeah, um, no, for real. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Before embarking at the Havens, Frodo passes the Red Book to Sam to record the years of his life to come and fucking kisses him. <laughs> <laughs> so Which... tender and sweet, though. <laughs> Which I was like, so he didn't do that for his actual legitimate family. If I recall correctly, is he not related to both? Pippin and Mary. Yeah. Like, yeah. Frodo, so, Mary, and Pippin are all cousins. So I'm like, see, <laughs> he gave them a hug. He gave Sam the most gentle, tender kiss on the forehead. And I was like, I don't, I don't understand. I do not understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Why this wasn't just explicitly, I, I do understand. I'm not an idiot. But I also do not understand why it wasn't just changed specifically for this movie if this is the direction they were going to go with it. Like, if this were, were this, if these were the directions the director gave, <laughs> why they didn't just explicitly say it. Like, it just, it, ugh, anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yep. All right. Uh, okay, here I am. Um, then the last ship to leave Middle-earth sets off, pulling slowly away from the shore and passing along the straight road. It is not straight. It is not. Um, <laughs> west. Uh... Nothing about this was great. <laughs> <laughs> Pippin and Mary take their leave, and Sam is left staring into the golden sunset. In the last scene, Sam walks back up the lane to Bag End, where he is greeted by his wife, Rosie, and his children. Surrounded by his family and with the rest of his life ahead of him, Sam sighs and says, well, I'm back. He goes inside and shuts the door as the screen <laughs> fades to black, where I also fucking cry. Yeah. <laughs> Every time. Oh, uh, I'm yeah. having an emotion and I can't. Well, I'm back. <laughs> I don't know why that that's just, that specific moment was also one of those moments where I was like, oh, oh, I don't know why that part again. I, I do know why that part feels forced to me, but it, it, it it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I've now decided that I do want to see. I, I already I don't want to bring us to the very end of this right now but i'm going to just tell y'all what what thought i had for like how do i want to see this specific thing retold okay mm -hmm. i would i would like a 1970s disco <laughs> Here's the thing. Are we having like Saturday Night Fever here? I was thinking the exact same thing. <laughs> I need to explain this because it, that comes from something. One of my the best things that I've ever seen is a Midsummer Night's Dream, but as told as a in as if it's happening in a '70s disco. <laughs> Honestly, that's dope. I'm there for that. It is, 
It truly was the best. I saw it so many times when I was in college because it was down the street from my dorm. It was like it. It like oh, it was a beautiful off Broadway production. Um, that somebody had butterfly pasties, and I <laughs> just like anyway. That, that's all y'all needed to know, really, yeah. about how wonderful this was. So like that, I saw that, and then immediately thought like. Yeah, like when I think about a nightclub and I think about like character types or whatever, I can kind of just sort of place like the types of people who would be in a 70s disco. I can just superimpose these characters over top of them and it will make perfect sense. I mean, no one dies, but like it's. Jimmy. <laughs> Please, can you? Can you? <laughs> oh God! When like the ringwraiths go, they're like in <laughs> bedazzled fucking clothes, and just dan it, da dan it. See, I was assuming that they were going to be the mob that ran the club. They're the bouncers. Yeah, the ringwraiths are the bouncers. <laughs> Oh. oh my god, JB! <laughs> the club is Mordor. One does not simply JB. walk into Mordor because it's yes. run by the goddamn mob. <laughs> what are we? What are we making this? <laughs> when I understand more about the seventies, aka later on this list after we've gotten to movies from the seventies. Oh, darling. <laughs> Like, cause that I truly know jack shit about the seventies, except for that one play I saw. I which, will fill you in. I, like, which, like, fun, fun fact. Um, while we've been recording this, right next to me, I have this um, this like music stand, and on this music stand is uh, a binder um with the kids with the kids on bikes book, um, like playbook in it. Because I play a character in A Horror Borealis 76, which isn't out yet at by the time this is released. It still won't be out, but it's fine. Um, this, um, this character... Th now, mind you, this is set in 1976, which is super cool. My character is obsessed with disco. Because, of course, that was the first thing I immediately thought when I was creating that character. And then, this character is also a conspiracy theorist. And I had to come up with a conspiracy. So my character just casually, occasionally sees the future. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. And one of the things that they saw is specifically the play that I saw. <laughs> but <laughs> he assumed it was real. <laughs> this is the only magical thing that he's seen that, like isn't necessarily real but that he absolutely assumes is totally real and everybody's like no buddy no <laughs> that's not that's not how that goes <laughs> anyway that that has nothing to do with lord of the rings i'm sorry but i thought that was funny and that's just been right here the whole time which is one of the reasons i had that connecting thought between the two things Whew. okay I do also, though, need to talk about 
this motherfucker, John Noble. Okay. Here's the okay. thing. <laughs> this man is a very good actor. Mm-hmm. But everything I see him in, I fucking hate him. <laughs> like more <laughs> more than is reasonable. <laughs> like like it is. Like he but and that's partially because I don't know, he kind of plays people that you are supposed to hate. Like that's not it, it's not that I'm not supposed to dislike him. That's just the character that they give him. He was in elementary, he was Moreland Holmes. Um in that which I mean sure. Um and he like what else was he in? Oh shit, he was in Legends of Tomorrow. Wow. I don't know why the fuck I didn't know that. Sleepy Hollow. Um this is this the first time we've seen him on this list so far? Yes. Because I feel like he might be on this list again, but I don't know where. Anyway, mm. I first encountered him in Fringe, and he annoyed the shit out of me there. <laughs> and has continued to annoy the shit out of me ever since. Mainly because he, what he essentially plays is the old man who... Um, has a hard time accepting what reality is. Uh, yeah, which is exactly it, exactly <laughs> what is happening <laughs> here, with the exception of um of I don't know, I don't know. Actually, that is exactly what the fuck happened here. But yes. anyway, so it um... just it's oh, he's I when he was eating. <laughs> I felt viscerally ill, <laughs> like physically sick as I was watching him eat, <laughs> mainly because there at one point looked like there was just blood rolling out of his mouth. And I was like, that meat is not cooked right. And, oh, I, no. and I can't deal with this. And, <laughs> and yes, specifically when meat isn't cooked right, it gives me a visceral body reaction. And I, I cannot explain to you why. But it does. Anyway, there's that. So uh, John Noble uh, voices the Scarecrow in Batman Arkham Knight. And oh my god. Literally, in his opening monologue, he is basically telling the people of Gotham to abandon their posts and flee for their lives. <laughs> and I'm That's thinking, why we talked about him. I'm we thinking... talked about him... When we were talking about Batman Begins. Yeah, because I wanted him to play Scarecrow. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm just imagining just that scene Arkham Knight, just, but with <laughs> the Denethor line. The Bandit Flee! 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 Just as Scarecrow. Oh, man. He's a good actor, and I feel yes. bad that I'm, like, that I dislike him as much as I do, but... Well, it's because he know. plays characters that are unlikable. Denethor. And, and he's worst. fucking good at it. Like, I mean, like, I, it, ultimately, I feel like he should take that as a compliment. Um, yes. <laughs> I also didn't realize he was Australian, but that's... Wow. I'm no, not surprised dope. by that. Like, I'm not surprised by that when I read it, but I am, like, just sort of, oh, that, I guess that checks out. Sure. Why not? He also was born in 1948. Oh. Oh, okay. 
Good lord, that man is old. <laughs> <laughs> that feels very rude. Sir, I am 30. That's why I called you old. Anyway, it's fine. <laughs> oh, God. Um, so, so, yeah. Let's talk about this movie. Let's oh do that. <laughs> um, yes. Oh. I... <laughs> I <laughs> do y'all want to go first? I only have a no, couple of things. Like, no, you go first. <laughs> that are uh, that are um lore rants. <sighs> Ready? Listen, y'all cut out the Gray Company, which has my boy. Like literally all like the rest of the Dunedain. But also, um, Halberad, my boy Halberad, who becomes, like, captain of the guard while they're going to the Battle of the Black Gate, right? And he ends up dying, but he's, like, a super badass before he dies, but whatever. Um, (laughs) y'all cut out them 30-ish Dunedain fighters and the twin sons of Elrond. By the way... For anyone who doesn't know, Elrond has t- uh, two sons, Elodan and Elrohir. Their names mm-hmm. respectively mean um, friend of horses and, fr- and friend of men. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. <laughs> it's like, friend of these two things and nothing the fuck else, yo. That's it. That's it. Just these two. I like these two things. <laughs> It's like, it's like I planned on having more kids, okay? <laughs> I just never got to it. <laughs> oh my god. But, um... The last one's named Fan of Flowers. <laughs> anyway. Um... Oh, don't... Mm. I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> I'll stop now, I'm sorry. It's good, but... Because Elodin and Elder here also, like, hang out with the Dunedain, and also, like, Airlord's essentially their little brother, and they're like, hey, don't die in the fight. Also, Ar- Arwen made you a thing. It's cool. And it's his, the Duke banner for the king, mm-hmm. which is, you know, the white tree of Gondor with the seven stars around it. Not, yeah. Mm, yeah. <laughs> and like they cut them out, and I just want them. I just want them. Just give me more mm-hmm. Dunedain and Elodin and Elro here. That's oh, all. Man. I, I don't know how I felt about that weird bit where like, where um, that weird bit where like, Arwen was then like, well, I will absolutely die if this, <laughs> if this battle goes anywhere other than what I'm expecting it to go. <laughs> I'm going to die. To which I was like, wait. <laughs> yep. I understand why. Like I get it. I, I understand. I'm following I'm following along with the story and it kind of makes sense. But also what? Um <laughs> Yeah, they did a lot with Arwen's character in this trilogy in general that was just kind of and eh, not the best direction. Because And just not necessary? Yeah, I mean she didn't have this conflict really in the books like mm-hmm. 
Um, Aragorn and Arwen met. They fell in love. They're like, yo, let's get married. But Elrond's like, mm, not till you become king. Okay? Okay. And then Aragorn's like, cool, let's go. Time to go be king, right? Fair enough. I mean, shit. Like, lo- weirdly, that makes logical sense to do it that way. But then also, like, what? I, uh, like, I feel like if I if I as a writer were looking at her character and looking at that and thinking, what is her purpose? Like, what purpose does she serve in this story right now? The mm-hmm. only purpose that she serves is to have some kind of metaphor about not leaving a relationship just when you things look a little bit grim. Like, yeah, I, I can kind of see where you get that. Yeah, but like that, that that's that's well, at least if if I was isolating it to just this movie, that's like where that's what I would get from it. Yeah. Also, like dad's lie on occasion which like i don't know that feels like a weird message but also relatable um <laughs> but, like, <laughs> parents will withhold information to keep their children from doing things which well oh let's not get into that <laughs> also that that small child this is a a cinematography sort of thing and also an issue of working with children i feel like that child was given the general direction to smile yeah or that scene might have been more effective if that child had smiled at its mother (laughs) that it clearly could see instead of just giving her that death stare Like, fully looking at her like, bitch, I don't know you. Shit. <laughs> and I'm like, what? Like, like, the shadiest look from that tiny child. And, like, the that I I don't know. As, like, I'm not a parent, but if I were looking at my future child, and my future child looked at me like I did something wrong, <laughs> which is literally what that face was, I was like, well, you, you know, know, you know, going on <laughs> that point, won't have yeah. those kids. Shit, like, maybe right, well, I will. Going on even... that point, like, mm-hmm. seeing Eldara give her that look, going like, oh wait, <laughs> if I don't get married, he doesn't exist. That's why he's mad. Uh, I, oh, okay, I can see that. That's actually, that's, that makes sense, and I'm pretty sure in the moment that's actually what I thought. Like, I don't know. I tend to, when I'm watching a movie, find the most favorable feeling about it. Yeah. And find the most favorable take on everything, with the exception of, oh, I didn't even mention it. During that last sequence, um... With with um Frodo and Sam talking about Frodo leaving, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> I reframed that whole conversation with him being like, "Well, you went off and married that woman, and I ain't finna be a side host while I'm leaving." <laughs> which, which, which like, I, I mean, when I had that thought, it curtailed the tears a little bit. <laughs> I mean, accurate though. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was like, "Ooh, yeah." Uh. But also, mm, <laughs> I don't know. It was, it just it it was funny to me, and I was glad that I was able to like make that funny little connection be- during a dramatic scene where 
I don't know, my eyeliner would have run and it would have been a problem. <laughs> um. <laughs> like, here, here's the thing about this movie in particular, besides the entirety of Frodo and Sam's really rocky relationship, but they still love each other, but whatever, I digress. Mm-hmm. The amount of like overall character development that we finally get to and everyone is so uh, good. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Except Agreed. Except Gimli. <laughs> Except for Gimli. Who didn't as the movies went on. Yeah. But here's I know. the thing. Gimli didn't need to be better. He's been amazing He's, since the yeah. beginning. And he remained hasn't amazing. Been amazing. He's been dumb. He was f- he was good in Fellowship, and then in Two Towers and Return of the King, he was just dumb and didn't do anything. He was comic relief. Yeah, <laughs> you can <laughs> and still be useful. I mean, sure, but also his usefulness was murdering a bunch of people. I mean, sure. Slash not people. Or I mean, maybe people? Whatever. I don't know how I feel about there's that. There's a <laughs> thing about there's a lot to unpack with orcs and orc goblins and stuff. Yeah. 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 But then also everybody that, like, everybody after that, like, all... It wasn't just the orcs and whatnot. The people who were on the thing. Oh, the Corsairs and the Haradim and all them? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, but like he murdered a bunch of people. That's how war works. But like I wanna I wanna go back to like the whole like Ghibli being stupid because like the one dwarf character we get is mm-hmm. he's just dumb. But yeah. not funny dumb is like, oh my god, why? Right. Book Gimli. Better than movie Gimli. Yeah, like Frodo. Mm. <laughs> Like for oh my god, book for book Frodo is even more like really in love with Sam. Yeah, uh, and, and Sam is way more in love with Frodo, like yeah. in the books. And also, Frodo in the books does not fall down at every goddamn take. Yeah, he fully just like I started to be convinced that it was really just that Elijah Wood had like some kind of fainting disease like that it wasn't even written into the script that it was like a thing they had to modify the script for <laughs> like <laughs> it, it, the fainting goes <laughs> like I could truly see that being what had to happen because like oh yeah no he's he just keeps fainting and we we can't do anything about it so we just need to work it in I don't know he's on a really weird diet and won't get off that weird diet and he keeps fainting it's with back <laughs> Sam like starts to get well I don't know I mean this is the one where I was like okay Sam's kind of hot though yeah like, this is the one like <laughs> because of character development yes um, <laughs> he's so good okay right. like, 
like when he walks up that stairs and just fucks up the ooh, fucks up those orcs. I'm like, ooh, oh honey, oh honey, <laughs> this is this is a moment. I like this moment. I... I love Sam so much. He's a the real hero here. Like I love Frodo way more in the books, firstly. But like I adore Frodo and I get it. He's tortured by the crack. <laughs> tortured <laughs> by the crack. <laughs> I fully have to take my headphones off for a second. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh Jamie. <laughs> sorry. It's because my ears are hot. Like these headphones are very, very hot. So I do casually yeah. have to take them off periodically. But uh, cool. Fine. But <laughs> But Sam is literally carrying his boy up the mountain, alright? That was the other scene where I was like, okay, he's fine though. <laughs> oh, he a strong hobbit. He's strong oh, hobbit. I love him. He's strong. He's hairy. He's a ginger. Yes, Dad. Yeah. No wonder you like him, JV. <laughs> <laughs> of course I would. GGV is all of a sudden you have a type or something. But let's be real. Sean Aston has aged very well. Yes. He has. He's he still looks incredible. And and I <laughs> Yeah, JV. I, you know what? <laughs> I'm gonna leave it there. That is all I'm gonna say. <laughs> okay. That man is fine. I think I can move on from this, though. Um, but, like, he became so much more interesting during this during this part um during this during this section of movie or during during that specific section of movie and then like i don't know it it really truly did feel like when he was on that rock that that line about <laughs> that, that line about the girl he'd marry felt was so shoehorned yeah. it felt so forced it felt forced from like from the actor like the like the actor's face was like i don't want to say this out loud Sam Stan, we all know this <laughs> and that also like a lot of those moments even though i know this isn't how reshoots work um a lot of those moments make me feel like so they went back and did reshoots right um yeah. after like the first movie like they ran they did the testing or whatever for that like ran that by the um what who are those people the, the test audiences or whatever and they're yeah. like and they got a random conservative group that's like this feels a little homoerotic a little on the first oh, cut no. <laughs> they're like okay fine we have to add that he is a that he got a woman at home like that means fuck all um <laughs> Like that means fuck all and polyamory and bi people don't exist anyway. Whatever. <laughs> and and Sam, Sam, Sam with those hot takes. Sam goes to the goes to the undying lands after Rosie dies. Oh yeah, yeah. That's another thing. He straight I, up goes. God. I. As soon as Rosie's dead, he's like he gives the the book to his eldest daughter, and he's like, bye. Yeah, oh, dying just gonna take this off. adorable child. Maybe I am going. Yeah. I'm gonna go get that dick again. Woo! 
<laughs> like, oh, hey, Sam is the top. He's not getting dick giving it. This is true. This Whatever. Is that is not the point. <laughs> but it is an accuracy, okay? <laughs> I care very little for accuracy. <laughs> That's not even true. But um, <laughs> on to the ratings, simply because I feel like, oh, actually, you know what? Pros and cons. Because I did want to just sort of br- I I hate bringing it up every single one but I feel like here it was even worse um which is god the treatment of women is really bad with the exception of like that one moment of of roughly about 30 goddamn seconds where a woman does the most incredible fucking thing in this movie <laughs> like it, it, yeah they get treated in in the almost worst way that I can like ever that I that I can think of. Like one of them straight up being used as like a motivation prop for like another character's like just emotional arc. Mm-hmm. Like th- that is I think what I would say Arwen is is like yeah, the emotional sure. prop for Eric. <laughs> oh dear. Um I mean, you're not and, wrong, honestly. Yeah, and like, and even then, like, I don't know, like, it it almost is like using women as a goalpost is often what this movie does. Mm-hmm. Like, even, I I feel so bad, I forgot what her name was. What's her name? The, the one Sam marries, I forgot her name. Rosie. Rosie, Rosie thank you. Um. Even Rosie felt that way, like toward, especially towards the end of it, when they started like shoehorning her name in there. <laughs> like, felt. It was also very funny that he just straight up forgot about her the rest of the movie. Yep. Yeah. He was up <laughs> in the very beginning her. of the movie trilogy and the very end of the movie trilogy. It is so funny. <laughs> that in particular is very funny to me but like that like uh that just feels wrong to me and then for like a care even if it's another character that like technically um pushes another character into making a fool of themselves functionally um, and being rejected by somebody that they actively know because of um, the way just that their relationship works, that that person has somebody already and that there's zero reason that if all of this goes well, that that person wouldn't be with that other person. Like, it just, it doesn't, like, ugh, that felt really gross. And just, I don't, I didn't like that. But also, it's one of those things where I, I don't, there's no way in which I think they could have reasonably without making a lot of people angry done it better. So I think they did fine for them. Yeah. We also have to take into context when the books were written. Exactly. The The 50s. No, the Lord of the Rings was the 50s. Oh, that's the Hobbit was. Yeah. The Hobbit was like, 30s i think yeah still, i have i have still... both of the books across the room but i don't <laughs> want to get up <laughs> honestly big I mood fair i mean fair i feel weird that i'm recording in my in my 
actual like in this actual like sound booth honestly uh, um, was totally... published in september 1937 37 yeah and then lord of the rings lord of the rings was like 52 or 53 i think 54 54 no, i was off by one year yeah fairly good um yeah and like even with that but you said even then like that that they there are certain things that they like that Arwen wasn't like this no. <laughs> in that one. Like so he, I mean Arwen's yeah. whole thing in the books is just like, look, I have my man. We're getting married as soon as he becomes king. Also, he's gonna be king. Like everyone can fight me on that. <laughs> uh, she and makes like, him the uh the banner to be mm-hmm. king of Gondor because she's like, No, you 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 got this. Just go fight. You'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I'll meet you later. Yeah. I think that that literally is just my only con. But it's not like it's not even a it I don't want to say it's not a big deal, but it's like not it's not one that like really thoroughly impacts this other than like I don't know, it actually would have probably saved them on time a little bit. Um, yeah, it would have saved on time <laughs> if they kind of just cut our one. Yeah, from the from the second and third movie um until the wedding scene yeah that was cute i, I like the There's... wedding scene that was very cute <laughs> again i i adore arwen i really do but like yeah. her place in the movie is just so odd yeah and i i would have liked it if if um eowyn's thirst for aragorn <laughs> was more of a thirst for the for fighting like and basically like the reason she wanted him was not because he was hot i mean despite the fact that yes he's fine as hell mm-hmm. but <laughs> like fine as hell impressive best and honorable husband best husband for sure for <laughs> sure but it would have been more impressive if she was like the reason i like him is he's the one who would actually listen to me when i said i'm ready to fight put me in coach (laughs) yeah like if that was the relationship that was established between the two of them that would have made more sense to me but that wasn't established and thus it didn't make sense to me but that's fine yeah i don't have a problem with them adding shit for arwen to do but the fact that the shit is just dumb and doesn't make sense at all right Mm -hmm. it's the reason this does not get a 10 out of 10 for me (laughs) because it Mm. just completely derails everything that is going on and then it goes back to the action. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm watching Lord of the Rings. <laughs> yeah. 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 I liked, I don't know. I liked the, I liked the added motivation of being, a, of him being able to fight for the future. Hmm. Um, uh, fighting for a future that isn't, that like is more tangible for him specifically. Right. Like, or I guess tangible for both of them in so far as you, one of them has visibly seen it. And the, yeah. other, <laughs> and the other will probably hear about it secondhand, but like, I don't know. Or even if they don't hear about it, we know about it. So it adds a little bit more tension to like why, oh fuck, he also has to fight because he's going to have a kid soon. Yeah. Well, basically. Soon. Soon in soon. air quotes because they haven't fucked yet. <laughs> so I mean. <laughs> and also like soon yet. in elvish time because you gotta like, hmm. Oh. 
Oh god, prolonged gestation. Not so much as that. Like it literally take okay. They don't Here here's the thing. Here's the thing about <laughs> elves. There's the concept of a soul, and it is called uh Feya. Mm-hmm. Soul, spirit kind of translates to that. And anytime they reproduce, it literally takes like a part of their soul to do so. So <laughs> Like, listen, we don't, we don't do that very often. We can't fracture souls like that. We're not, we're not Voldemort. We ain't fit a fracture our soul like that. Like, it just takes like a whole bunch of like soul energy from elves. Like, it can recuperate, but it's also just like a lot. That's why like Feanor has issues, but whatever, it's fine. That. So not to bring this back, the elves are the only people I had a hard time placing in the in the nineteen seventies nightclub. Um <laughs> They're the gays on the corner. Yeah, I was about to say, well, yeah. I was gonna say that, but also I was like they also feel like the random Eastern European people that there's not really a whole lot of reason for them to be there, but they are there <laughs> inextricably and always. <laughs> Like and no one can really talk to them or knows what they're saying. So and they're, they're the kind of haughty. Are they the corner show? They're the French ones. They are the French bitches in the corner that are looking shadily at everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. There we are. Got it. Yep. There we are. <laughs> like I knew we'd find them eventually. <laughs> okay, right, but I'm cool. pretty sure I'm going to make a like a a club version of the ring ray theme because it's still in my head after that. Oh one. my god, that'd be such a bop though. Just like if you, if you don't, I will. If you don't, I, I, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> Just Liam Neeson him. Can I just tell you again another movie that I've never fucking seen that I that I can partially quote and it's weird. Yeah, like that's a weird thing that shouldn't be able. Because memes. Yeah, it's because dank memes. Oh God, God, it's weird. Um. Ah, God, yeah. What are what are some other pros and cons of this movie that um, all y'all have? Everything. That fucking bread sequence. Okay, bitch. I have opinions and problems with that (laughs) shit. First of all, who in the actual fuck would have that shit on their shoulder? (laughs) Their shoulder if they are eating it. How the fuck would that work? <laughs> I I understand that Frodo is now a crackhead and thus things aren't going to make sense anymore. But that shit bothered the fuck out of me. That, like, wait, wait, there is no... Also, if I recall, Sam kind of saw that happen, like, a little bit, to be like, no, I didn't take it. He took it. And threw it down there. We can go down and check if you would like. <laughs> Which, was, I mean... Uh, that was after he left, though. Yeah, he saw the bread after he left. I know. So. I know. Like, I know that he didn't, like, see it. He saw He saw him holding the... Oh, did he see him holding the leaf? Is that what he saw? No, I think he just, like, inferred. Oh. 
Well, it hmm. wasn't him, and it wasn't Frodo. Frodo. So, so it had to be. It's like Frodo was dead ass asleep, as was I. So crackhead. probably the crackhead that never fucking sleeps. Yeah, probably that one. Also, the one <laughs> who has mean... been trying to literally kill Sam. Higher time. Yeah. Ugh. Like it just that. <laughs> That whole thing feels like drawn out in a very long way. Yeah. That yeah, is that scene is a little drawn. Yeah, like in a way that like is necessary. Like that whole thing is necessary because at some point they a rift has to form and they have to separate. Yes. <laughs> but it also feels like there could have been a, a different way to do that that wasn't necessarily that Gollum kept trying to like that Gollum had a weird moment of clarity and was able to separate two humans. Well, I mean, the books uh, exist. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I know. Yeah. The books exist, all right. Fuck. I was like, I mean, yeah, well, I mean, the the I uh also, Sam trying to, like, beat the shit out of Gollum is also <laughs> enough for them to have parted, technically. Yeah. Like, that would have been an excuse enough on its own. This um, gaslighting plot didn't necessarily need to happen for that to happen. Like, he would have had grounds a little bit just based on the, like, I don't know, he's being real weird about this person that I could easily turn into based on the fact that I am near this ring. Yeah. Which I think, like, I don't know, that that had opinions and thoughts. But whatever, I love this movie, and yeah. I rated it a 10, so here we are. Um, nice. This is the second movie I've rated a 10. This is the, <laughs> no, this isn't, because, uh, spoiler, I rated it a 9. Uh, Fellowship, oh, Schindler's List, and Dark Knight I have as 10s. Mm-hmm. What did I get? I don't remember what I gave for Schindler's List. Did I give it like a... Fuck. I don't remember. I must have given it a nine or something like that. Mm. Mainly because I had just... Like, it was the rewatchability one that I couldn't do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm just like, I cannot fucking see this again. I I will not survive a rewatch of this. <laughs> <laughs> it's real weird to say, but I'm like, No. No, no, my soul can't take it. <laughs> it is a hard movie. I've seen it God once. Damn. That's all I needed. Like, same. Like, yeah. Fuck. I I remember very vividly a lot of things about that movie, and it's very weird to remember a lot about a movie that I saw weeks ago, like almost a month ago at this point. Yeah, um, they all which... kind of blend together when we record these episodes. <laughs> they do, but like. They do, but they also, like, manage somehow for me to stay distinct. Like, I'm going to eventually forget about a lot of them. But, like, oh, and the meme that I... I side note, real <laughs> difficult to find a fucking meme for the episode today. But, <laughs> because Schindler's List dropped today. Um, so, oh, my God. <laughs> the meme that I found oh, was no. actually from Seinfeld. Okay. I believe it was, it was. Is it the Sith Nazi? No, it was Let's Kiss During Schindler's List. I believe that was a quote 
from the show. Mm-hmm. I've never watched Seinfeld, but I chose that one because that was the only one I could choose that wasn't political. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. Every... Yeah, because like the other ones were um like a lot about gun control. Mm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> the last time the the police were and the army were the only ones with guns was <laughs> Schindler's List. And I was like, that's dark. And I can't share that one. <laughs> um, and then all, all the others were just anti-Semitic. So here we are. Mm, yeah. Mm. Because the internet is terrible. The internet's um, a hellscape. Yeah. So I'm presuming, Christine, that your rating is a 10. Let me just go through my points first, okay? <laughs> go ahead. I just, I knew, like, first of all, I knew we would feel the same about this one. That's actually the reason. That I, I just, here's, here's the thing about Return of the King. And mm-hmm. why this one is the pinnacle of, like, the Lord of the Rings movies for me. Because mm-hmm. you get so much good plot closure. Yes. Which is just, it's glorious. Thank God for plot closure. Hell yeah. Uh, um, you get the precedents closed, like uh, Eowyn finally stabbing someone, precedent closed. Mm-hmm. Arwen's making her choice, even though she had already made it in the books, but whatever, I digress. Uh, <laughs> making her choice, precedent closed. Mm-hmm. Aragorn to be king or not to be king, which in the books again, he was like, oh, fine, give me that crown. To be king. <laughs> I am... I, I cannot handle that. <laughs> that is literally what he's like the entire book, though. Yes, he is. Because he's I like, know. you know what? All I want to do is marry my girl. But I gotta be I king know. first. Like, God. Uh, God. Like, A for effort, Aragorn. Good job. Yeah. Well done, sir. <laughs> and like that precedent? Close. Denethor dying. Great. <laughs> ten out of ten. Would watch Denethor die again. Again and again. And, again. Really? <laughs> and him just getting <laughs> the shit by Gandalf. <laughs> He's getting bapped in the face by Gandalf. Oh, <laughs> so good. Yeah. That also is the other thing that I like about about um about this movie is that I get to watch John Noble get hit in the face. Um, <laughs> like the characters who deserve their comeuppance get their comeuppance. Yep. Mm-hmm. And it's great. Actually, like back to the food scene that he was eating it. Like the other issue that I had is that like it's not even just this movie. It's that like anything that I've ever seen anybody like. Anytime in any sort of fantasy setting I see people eating, mm-hmm. they tend to look like he does while they're <laughs> eating. And I cannot fucking deal with it. It is disgusting. And it was supposed to be. That was yeah. clearly the direction that they were going for. And it made sense to go in that direction. But it was gross. And I hated every second of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, then it did its job effectively, I guess. Oh yeah, no. It, yeah. It, it's it's partially that just watching people like it's not even that watching people eat bothers me because I don't have an issue with that in real life. Like I've never had an issue with that in real it's life. It's just like the like, fantasy setting. 
it's just it's the it's when people are doing it but they're doing it in a really gross way yeah okay yeah gross eating is a little bit of a pet peeve of mine <laughs> yeah i'm like uh 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 no just uh yeah act like a human god damn it Stop eating this like a fucking dog. You're trying to eat something out of a dog bowl. <laughs> Jesus. My cat ate more elegantly than him, and that is a fucking problem. <laughs> Truths. But, I mean, yeah. yeah the, well, cats do this... eat rather elegantly, so that's, that's not really a good example. But Yeah, that's very true. Cats are elegant as hell. But, yeah, he gets his comeuppance at least, so there's that. So, that was thrilling. <laughs> so let me go see, like, the, the ten point... Mm-hmm. grading grading system yeah sure yes. <laughs> okay plot <laughs> compelling yup i'm here for it pacing uh-huh. yup despite arwen but yup <laughs> the characters yeah perfect casting mm-hmm. still like it's absolutely perfect casting and we're never gonna have a better cast mm-hmm. and everyone could fight me on that <laughs> the writing is great. I quote this so often. Yep. Between saying I am no man and you know when Aragorn's confronting the ghost and he's like what we do not you? suffer the living. Not not the what say you, the uh, ghost saying we do not suffer the living and he says you will suffer me. I'm just like it. <laughs> yeah, it's a great line. <laughs> yeah. I don't think oh so. God. You gonna suffer me. <laughs> like get it. Yeah, that was his level up. That was him reaching level twenty. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, Joking uh, a ghost. <laughs> <laughs> the soundtrack. I will cry every time. Mm-hmm. As soon as um, the track, like I said, as soon as the track shifts from you know Aragorn being coronated to the Shire theme. I'm on the floor, and then it just continues. Especially when the Grey Havens hit, and then <gasps> I cease to exist. Mm-hmm. Uh, the directing, yup. The cinematography, mm-hmm. the set pieces are so good. Yeah. Minas Tirith is so good. Minas Morgul is so good. It hurts me every time I watch this. It's so... Yeah good those set pieces the immersion i'm there the rewatchability i'm there overall like or provocative or meaningful or or provocative of meaningful thought or emotion my heart literally every time i watch this hurts (laughs) in some (laughs) new way (laughs) yeah it is a 10 it is a solid 10 and i love it i love it so much yes I think I I will stand by. This is the best one out of all of them, and it deserves the place of number seven. Right. Whereas, like, Fellowship is the most accurate to a book. This mm-hmm. one is the best. Mm-hmm. Like overall, and a damn good movie. A little on the long side, but a damn good movie. Yes. Yeah, where it uh, loses the the single star for me is the immersion for when, if you stayed engaged, because just literally every single time Arwen is, oh, my God. What, does, can Elrond, like, do Skype calls with his force vision, or, like... 
basically. Just... <laughs> he just hops in with visions for Arwen out of fucking nowhere. It's like, I saw well, your vision. What? Arwen. Well, you know. Bitch, you lied to me about what you saw in your goddamn dream. Like, what? Like, <laughs> like that also is kind of just a funny thought. Because that is a little bit what that felt like to me. Which is what I <laughs> yes. have had when I fought with a boyfriend about, like, the fact that he did something fucked up in a dream. Which is rare <laughs> that I ever, that I would ever do that to somebody. But it, it like, felt really fucking real. I then just have to look at them a little shady. Like, that felt real. Girl. As in, you might do that. And I just, I don't, I don't know. I don't know about all this. And, uh, it's wild. But, um, that felt a little odd and strange. Yeah, I'm not gonna bore your listeners with a bunch of, like, elf talk and their magic and how it works and doesn't work. So... <laughs> Does it. <laughs> Listen. I blame Feanor for everything. <laughs> okay. It is Feanor's fault. Everything is his fault. And anyone who knows the Lord of the Rings or the Silmarillion who's listening, you know everything is his fault. Oh god, I need- can't wait to read the Silmarillion after Lord of the Rings so I can just be in on all of the Fanor bullshit. Fanor's the worst, <laughs> alright? <laughs> he's so bad. That's another thing. Oh, I forgot to talk about this in the first episode. Ooh. So you know how um Gimli asks for Galadriel's hair? Uh-huh, yeah. Oh yeah. So that starts with Feanor, because Feanor's a punk, all right? (laughs) (laughs) And what he does is he sees Galadriel and he's like, hey, her hair kind of looks like a Silmaril, like the light of the Silmaril, which I made, which I can't touch because I sinned real hard. I killed my own people. Oops. (laughs) That's what happens, all right? In layman's terms. And he sees Galadriel and he's like, I mean, your hair is pretty. It looks like it has some light from the Silmaril, and like I want to recreate them. Can I have your hair? And he asks three times, and each time she's like, "Bye." <laughs> so when she gives Gimli a dwarf three hairs, that's just like an extra big middle finger to Feanor. It's like. <laughs> and a testament to what Gimli is like as a character and why he shouldn't have been dumbed down in the other two movies. <laughs> that too. Mm. Uh. So I, I, I will always live for the line, that still only counts as one. I love that one. And I, um, where Legolas shoots already dead guy, he was twitching. It's because his axe is embedded in his nervous system. Yep, that's a good one. <laughs> oh, God. Also, uh, they know what nervous systems are. And uh, when <laughs> when he has to be tossed at the Battle of Helm's Deep. And he, oh, my God. Don't tell the that elf. Was... <laughs> don't tell the elf. Don't tell <laughs> Not <that>. a word. <laughs> let, let me just reiterate that they go to the Undying Lands together. They do. Because they're also gay. Yes, they are. <laughs> yes, they are. Still very much Thank you, Jesus. Oh. Literally, like, after Aragorn dies, they both split. Yes. Oh. Oh. 
God, I love them. They are great. It's so good. I freaking love the Lord of the Rings. It's so good. <sighs> so yeah, um, <laughs> listeners, I would love to know what... I want to know where y'all would put people in the 1970s gay club version of this movie. I want to know where you would put each individual character. Where would you put John Noble? <laughs> he's like he's like the club owner. He's the bartender. He's a bartender. He He's a crotchety like, old bartender. Make his own drinks on the job. Yeah. And then uh, slobbers all over them. Uh-huh. <laughs> I want to like figure out what that scene is where he like where he's like trying to light somebody on fire. <laughs> like I want to know what that translates to because the only thing that I can think of is he like. He's trying to give somebody CPR after they've like maybe drank a little too much for some weird reason out in the way. He's trying to give them CPR, <laughs> but that's happening. Um, and then like everybody around him is like, he doesn't need CPR. He needs a doctor. <laughs> like, fuck y'all. He don't need a damn doctor. I got this. So there's there's a drink at the club. Called a Faramir. No, where you light it on fire. No, <laughs> no. I hate you so fire. much. <laughs> I hate that. I I love that and hate it so. Oh much. my poor <laughs> And then so funny. Holy in the background, God. as he's on fire. The song is Home is Behind. It's Pippin steals the a mic, mic from someone. <laughs> it's karaoke. Because he's karaoke. Would in, he would, in fact, be the one who... Those two, specifically Mary and Pippin, are the gays at the karaoke machine. That is who oh my are. God. <laughs> singing that is who they are are. oh my god actually i just thought of something yes they're the drag queens lip syncing i um (laughs) no that is legolas like legolas is a queen legolas is a queen 10 hundred percent drag king i see legolas as a pageant queen <laughs> One you know who, what? That's like, fair. <laughs> doesn't necessarily like have to do a lot, but he can beat his face real well. <laughs> oh, and the <laughs> this <laughs> metaphor has gone on a very long while, and I'm oh. I'm living for it. It is the best, but also Jesus. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh! Wait, wait, wait! Yes, yes, JB. <laughs> Gandalf is the elder drag queen. (laughs) (laughs) The one who cares for everybody in the establishment. The drag mom. They're the drag mom. Yes, thank you. Yes, that is exactly it. And only uh, wears white. And the witch thing. Drag rivalry. (laughs) Yes! The abyss. (laughs) Uh. (laughs) 
Oh my god, I can't breathe. I can't breathe. Oh my god. Oh, I hurt. Uh, oh, girl. Oh my god. I, I like... I just... I can't. Anyway, so, listeners. Oh, dear listeners. Imagine that. Dream about that and send us messages about what you dreamed about because I need to know. Um... <clears throat> You can find us on social media. Um, I am at Red Black Golden. That is red as in the color. B-L-A-Q-U-E and golden. Um, and uh, you can find our show at Wannabe Film Buffs. Or, sorry. Well, Wannabe Film Buffs, if you search that, you'll find us. Um, but specifically Film Buffs Pod, you will find us there on uh, the lovely old uh on the lovely old uh, Twitters. Um, and you can find Dane. Hi. Oh, yeah. Um, I'm at a... <laughs> I forget we're supposed to promote ourselves. Um, yeah, it's like... <laughs> uh, I am uh, Baitfish9. Uh, mm-hmm. Twitter yes. and the Insta. Mm-hmm. Yes. And Christine uh cosmosis i'll spell that out because it's a portmanteau of my name and like three puns in one so it's because <laughs> i'm that trash all right <laughs> i've thought this several times but it's fine <laughs> so it's c-o-s-i-m-o-s-i-s and that's uh my twitter handle my uh, i think that's my instagram handle still Unless it's like Cosmosis93, because sometimes I put 93 at the end. Let me just check. Yeah, that one's uh, Cosmosis93 for my Insta handle. Yeah. It's also my gamer tag if you ever see me online doing stuff. Fuck yeah. <laughs> um, And all of you should follow all of us for the simple reason of we post really funny shit um, like Tuba Leg, which... <laughs> <laughs> Tubaleg. Dane, you remember Yeah, I got that as porn me, not tubaleg. Well yeah, no, that was the like when you look at the thing, it but but it's also it's a tuba. That's why that joke is funny. It's and the person like tweeted. <laughs> and somebody identified it as a tuba and they're like tuba leg and it's just i can't it's really it's very funny to me and i i you can't oh, explain you, that one you me you okay Fuck. so we all need to stop the presses right now because i just found a rendition of a sasha velour drag routine where she is Gollum. Oh, you're sending me this right now. Oh my All god. Right. <laughs> Listeners, it will be in the show notes. It will be, yep. Pain. I will I'm gonna watch it for myself. Yes. And then I'm gonna send it in the group chat. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Thank Jesus oh, God. Oh my god, I'm dead. Uh, <laughs> uh, oh, listeners, I am deceased. <laughs> and um you can find all of our information and everything on 
the fantastic, magnificent website that we have. It is, I don't know why I gave it all that. It, it's not that magnificent, but it gets the job done. Um, so go find our stuff there and uh, be well. Do as much good work as you possibly can. Turn up to some seal. Turn up to some Enya as well. Also turn up to some... Yes, turn up to some anti-letics. Turn up to some Celtic woman. Um, <laughs> I'm just going to throw that in for this episode. Um, and um, above all else, stay safe out there. All right, we'll see y'all next week. Bye-bye. Bye. Goodbye, listeners.